Welcome to Everlasting Talk. Hello, welcome to Everlasting Talk. This is your host, Everisto Junior Herrera, and today we're talking about Andrew Carnegie. This is the biography series. Andrew Carnegie was a Scottish American philanthropist, industrialist, uh, and one of the wealthiest people in history with a net worth of over $370 billion. Um, he would actually, Andrew Carnegie was born on November 25th, 1835, in Dumfriesland, uh, United Kingdom, which is in Scotland. Um, his family was a bunch of handloom weavers, uh, but they did not have a lot of money. Um, actually, they, when the Industrial Revolution came around, it was they put them out of business. And in 1848, the family decided to move to the United States. They would travel to uh, to New York City via boat, which you would consider to be a long trip, of course, especially from Europe. Um, actually, um, they would actually end up moving to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where he would work in a in a cotton farm, which he weren't he earned like little under like over a do- under a dollar twenty per at the time. He would keep going in jobs. He would keep moving up. Because he was doing so well, in 1859 he would be working as superintendent after his boss um, got promoted up to vice president. Uh, he ended up working uh, investing into stocks on the Pennsylvania Railroad. Uh, you know, starting his dreams of wealth. Um, that's what he wanted. Actually, during the Civil War, he would um, ensure communication systems uh, that would work for the Union Army. Um, he would be actually able to meet Abraham Lincoln, um, in which he really liked because he was a fan of him and he was, you know, pro union. Uh, he was able actually, um, actually during the Civil War, he would actually invest in oil, railroads, and things like that as well. He would leave the Pennsylvania Railroad and found the Keystone Bridge Company in 1865 uh, with his brother Thomas. He would. Uh, no, he know he would know steel that he would know that steel was very important, and mass mass produce it, which would make him one of the most popular people, especially helping the United States move up and becoming one of the biggest steel producers and a world power. With that, um, he would actually take control of the steel business because uh, he had so much knowledge and he was so educated and he wanted just to learn so much. So he would actually. Um, he was getting rich off steel, and actually, uh, J.P. Morgan and Carnegie would be arguing back and forth with the steel industry. If you don't know about J.P. Morgan, you know uh, he's very—he was a well, very wealthy man. Actually, some of the, his banks are still around today. You know them as Chase. Um, so you know, so you know that. So you know he's been around for a long time. Uh, Andrew, actually, Carnegie would actually partner up with Charles M. Schwab, but Carnegie would actually sell his steel company to J.P. Morgan for eight hundred four hundred and eighty million dollars in nineteen oh one, which now today's money would be worth billions. And in his personal life, he, in eighteen sixty six, his brother and mother died within days of each other, so it's very devastating for him that he would lose his mother and brother within a couple days. But he would keep going and making sure that he um, was able to still continue to fight for his family and, you know, 
be uh you know be able to provide for them uh he actually um he actually would actually meet and marry miss louise whitfield on april 22nd 1887 and had one child by the name of margaret carnegie miller which was the name of his mother in, in honor of her um he would actually he actually went through many bad uh times uh if you don't know about the homestead strike that would um that was a strike because a lot of the workers were not getting fairly paid and they felt like um they had to do something so they ended up striking at that moment 10 men were killed putting a bad reputation on Carnegie's steel uh, company and actually putting the town in martial law because of all the riots that was going on he was at he was in Scotland at the time so he didn't have any first-hand experience with it because he was not actually at the factory he was in Scotland but uh, he would still have to pay up for that eventually because of the people that died uh, actually, uh, then on 1889, he would write the Gospel of Wealth and would do philanthropy uh, work, giving up, uh, giving up away to uh, almost 350 million dollars, and he was still rich even if even if he gave it away. Um, he he set up about 3,000 libraries, and he also like set up uh, church organs throughout the country, about a thousand of them around the, the U.S. and the world. Uh, so he was very impactful in, you know, education because although his family was poor, they would still consider education to be important and to and read. So as a young child, his father would would help him read, would uh, would tell him to read books. So that's what helped them become super educated on, you know, how to do things. Uh, especially his focuses on libraries, and uh, he would actually focus on education a lot. Um, he would actually die on August 11, 1919, in uh, in Lenox, Massachusetts. Um, and he was a. Uh, if you want to learn more about him, check his autobiography, The Gospel of, a Gospel of Wealth, that came out in 1889. There's also another book called uh, Autobiography of Andrew Carnegie, came out in 1920. There's uh, Empire of Business in 1902. Um, the Gospel of Wealth it got re-released again. And uh, many of his quotes are like, uh, he did quotes like, the man who dies thus rich dies disgraced. So he always thought like giving away his money, you know, while he was alive was important. Another quote you could probably look up to is, as I grow older, I pay attention. I pay less attention to what men say. I watch what they do. Wow, that's good. That's really good. So, yeah, he was very, very, like, educated, and he understood the steel industry. He actually helped, uh, you know, revolutionize that. And so, I would, uh, you know, people consider him to be an influence because he made, he, you know, he, he helped create many jobs, employ many Americans, especially during the time, you know, during the 1900s, you know, especially, um, you know, early World War II, you know, like World War One. I, I mean, sorry. Number one, and, you know, uh, before the Great Depression, so it's definitely important to look him up. He was a very important figure in American history. He, you know, he—it's a good American dream story. You know, he came from Scotland as an immigrant via boat. You know, he came to this country not being as educated as he wanted to, but he still would be one of the most prominent people and one of the wealthiest people in the world. You would consider him the modern day Jeff Bezos you know like he would have billions of dollars 
but to his well his he was richer probably than Jeff Bezos but if anything you if you like to learn more about him I definitely recommend those books you can find those on you know any um, ebooks or any audiobooks companies you utilize but um, you know this is uh, this is it for episode five of Everlasting Talk with about Andrew Carnegie. It's the biography series, and I'll see you at the next episode. And follow us on our social media. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoyed it. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Everlasting Talk. For more content, follow us on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Everlasting Talk. Thank you.